0: This is The Agenda podcast on the Blood Red channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points.
1: Hello and welcome to The Agenda here on the Blood Red channel. And bizarrely, from a Liverpool FC point of view, we've some transfer news to talk about. A certain Thiago Alcantara being linked with a move from Bayern Munich to Anfield. I'm Guy Clark. Alongside me, Joel Rabinowitz from Liverpool.com and Theo Squires, a man who often is manning the blogs on the Echo Live website. We're going to talk all about whether or not Thiago would fit the Jurgen Klopp system at Liverpool and where this rumour has really emanated from. I'll start with you, Theo, and been keeping across this over the last 10 days or so since it really began to emerge, but we seem to be in a situation now where really the, the rumours are just intensifying hour by hour.
0: Yeah, it's a strange one because there seems to be like everyone's talking about it. So um, this rumor is saying that Thiago, he wants to leave Bayern Munich. He's at that stage in his career now where he wants this one big move so he can try something different before he retires. He's had not had the best of luck this season with injuries. He's been out of the Bayern team a bit, so he's just wanting something fresh. Uh, yesterday or the day before, I think we had the Bayern manager saying, actually, I'd quite like to keep him. I'd want to try and get him to an agree a deal. But then the, their director, I think it's Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, has gone out and said, no, he wants to leave. There's not been any contact from Liverpool. But if they want him, they need to be in touch and we'll try and make a deal happen. Um, but then it could be all like, I don't know, agent talk or stuff like that, because we did some digging yesterday. And from as far as our sources are saying, it's unfounded. There is not Liverpool interested in them at the moment. And it's a hard one to really look at when you think, well, here's what Liverpool needs. If you look at that defeat to Manchester City in midweek, uh, when they're lacking creativity or the fullbacks aren't at it, they need something centrally. They need that playmaker. And this is what he'd offer. But they've got a hell of a lot of central midfielders. So who do you put them in for? Who's leaving to make that space? James Milner signed a contract. He'd be he one who potentially go for Leeds United one promotion and wanted him. Uh, reports today saying Gini Adams close to signing his new contract as well. So that's another one you think, well, he's staying. you have already got fans debating saying, oh, I want Naby Keita in the team or I want Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain in the team. And Jurgen Klopp struggling to get them in. So if you throw another a midfielder into the mix, it makes it even more of a mindful for the manager. And it's just a, an interesting one to keep an eye on, I suppose, because if he does become available um, with a year left on his contract, it could start to become a bit more of an appealing transfer to make when the market's all up in the air at the moment with COVID-19.
1: Yeah, Joel, your take on this one. Twenty nine year old, he's obviously an elite level player, played with Barcelona and Bayern Munich, won the won the league in all seven seasons he's been at the Allianz arena. A, a year left on his contract at Liverpool, but it doesn't seem to really fit the mould of what Michael Edwards, Jurgen Kloppen, FSG FSG do normally bring in at Anfield.
2: Yeah, in in many ways it seems like the kind of the anti FSG signing a player who's kind of in their late twenties established at a world class level, plays for a fellow sort of European heavyweight, um, is not what they tend to go for. Um and like fear just mentioned, midfield is probably the department of the squad you say is most stacked for options. Um so in many ways it is a strange one. Uh I think there is a scenario, I think the expectation is probably that Lovren will move on this summer. He was close to leaving last summer. Um if he leaves, then you've got a situation where Matip's injury problems are ongoing. He's obviously out for the rest of this season, which kind of only leaves Van Dijk and Gomez as your kind of two reliable centre-backs. And Gomez has obviously had his own injury troubles in the past. Um, I don't think anyone will be that comfortable with Van Der Berg or Hoover sort of having to play Premier League or Champions League games regularly just yet. Um, so from that perspective, it's not impossible that maybe he sees Fabinho playing centre-back a little bit more next season. Um in which case there is an argument to sort of bring in another midfielder who plays deep. It was interesting, I think it was the first leg of uh, the Champions League last 16 at Anfield, but 0 0 last season against Bayern. And, and Klopp specifically uh, name checked Thiago and said that he was really impressed with how he played as a sort of deepest playmaker. Um, and I think he's very different in terms of profile to the Liverpool midfielders we have at the moment. Um, he's much more of a dribbler, which we don't really have. Wynaldum is sort of that, but not, not quite as much as Thiago. He's very kind of. Yeah, like Fia mentions, he's got that kind of guile and creativity, which Liverpool mostly get from their full-backs on front three. But as we've seen, when that isn't clicking properly, there is there are occasions, Atletico Madrid away was definitely an example, where you feel like the midfield could do with a little bit more spark. Um, and I think in, in terms of the age thing, 29 is not typically what Liverpool would go for. Um, but I don't think we should sort of right off a player once they've reached sort of 30. I think you look at Kevin De Bruyne, what he did against Liverpool the other night, he's 29. It's not as if sort of once you reach 30, that's it. And you're kind of on the decline. I think especially a player like Thiago, who's kind of very technical, he's not necessarily reliant on sort of physical attributes and, and speed and things like that. Uh, you can definitely see a scenario where Liverpool, if it were to happen, you could easily get two or three like high class scenes out of him. Um, so i think given that they're kind of at the top now um there is an argument i suppose that you can kind of slightly tweak your traditional approach to transfers i suppose and kind of buy a player who you wouldn't normally go for as a kind of two to three year thing um to kind of keep you at that level i suppose
1: yeah how how key is that point actually theo That. Whilst we talk so often here on Blood Red about Jurgen Klopp, succession planning, looking to the future, actually Liverpool are Premier League champions now. They want to set up a dynasty now. They need to get players in the door who will immediately be able to step in and keep Liverpool at the elite level they're already at. They don't need to build to that elite level now because they are there.
0: Well, that's the thing with Liverpool. We've had this transfer approach under FSG, but that was to get them back to the top, when it was wanting these players to be the long-term prospects it's because Liverpool weren't in a market where they could go and get the best players on the planet who are ready now because they were just fighting to get in the Champions League, never mind win it and win the Premier League. So it is a very different proposition when you're looking at a transfer market, when you're the Premier League champions, when you're still the European champions and then being able to cherry pick the players that you want. Obviously fans have still been wanting say Jadon Sancho, Killy and Mbappe, well, these are these players there. They're just younger, so you would have that long there, but they're still the very top players on the market at the moment. Um, and it's still that debate, it's like, well, what do Liverpool want to do? Jurgen Klopp, I think the feeling was before he signed his contract extension, it was he was loyal to this team. He wanted sort of the silverware successes with them. And then when they'd sort of reached the end of the time for them, that's when he'd move on. He signed his contract extension. So there is that feeling now that he wants to build that next team. And whether he then decides to stay on even longer and see it do a bit more or he wants to pass on the mantle to someone else. Um, Thiago could, I suppose, be, say, like replacement for a James Milner. And James Milner came to Liverpool when he was at a similar age. And then he could be that senior midfielder in the squad because you do need these senior players. Liverpool have got a good history of every soft and they'll bring in this veteran and they'll go, wow, where did they come from? That experience, and they do make a difference. I can't, don't think we can really say Liverpool would be able to have achieved what they have achieved the last few seasons. If they didn't have a James Milner, if they didn't have Jordan Henderson, because it just brings it all as an overall package. And Thiago is definitely a player who would bring that. But we've still got COVID-19. We've Still got the financial constraints of this pandemic. Uh, the reports today saying what the price would be 35 million euros. Well, if Liverpool have 35 million euros to spend on a 29 year old midfielder, they don't really need um, they could have gone and spent what was it, 50, 49, whatever it was, on Timo Werner, it's only a little bit more. And they've got to be very clever with who they do bid for, who they do make these moves for in the transfer market. When you've got your central midfielders, that's not the player you want, even if it's elite one. It's more uh, say, a say reserve left back for Andy Robertson, or maybe another centre back, maybe another forward option. So they're going to have to be very clever. And when his contract then expiring next summer, if he's determined not to sign a new deal with Bayern, it could be someone Liverpool then to look to sign on a free transfer in twelve months' time. The agenda on the Blood Red Channel.
1: Karl Heinz Rummenigge, the Bayern CEO, has actually been. Alluding to that, he said we negotiated seriously with him and satisfied all his wishes. But it looks like he'd like to try something new again at the end of his career and obviously talking about having a year left on the deal says we don't want to lose any player for free next year I will say that very clearly so Joel there does there does seem to be a bit of a feeling that Bayern will look to try and move Thiago on this summer and the profile of Liverpool's midfield we've spoken about how many midfielders Liverpool do have but thinking of Wijnaldum and of Naby Cater, he seems to be somewhat of a maybe a blend, a mix of the two, a player good in those tight spaces and also very good at ball retention and keeping a side in possession
2: yeah, I think that's a good way of looking at it. It's a little bit of a hybrid of all of them, but it definitely has qualities that Liverpool don't necessarily have in the squad at the moment. Um, I think it's true that the midfield is pretty well stacked at the moment, but I do think there is a scenario where it's not necessarily quite as stocked as we think it is in in the kind of fairly near future. I think if you look at Wijnaldum, the hope is that he will extend, but there has, that's been the, kind of the hope for quite a while now and it's just sort of rumbled on. That could happen, obviously, in the weeks or months ahead. But if it doesn't, then he technically is free to sort of sign a pre-contract from January with other clubs. Um, obviously, is leaving at the end of this season, who's been kind of a massive part of the whole thing throughout Klopp's time. Um, and then Milner, again, obviously his experience is invaluable and he's great to have around, but he'll be 35 by the end of next season. It's not like you want him sort of starting week in, week out. If Liverpool are going for leagues and Champions Leagues, he can certainly do a job. From time to time. But I think those are sort of three players there who are kind of probably, well, one them you're not sure on, but the other two are definitely not part of Liverpool's kind of long, long-term plan. Um, but I don't think it's that inconceivable that Liverpool would be in the market for another midfielder. Um, and I think the thing with the money is interesting. I think if this whole situation has kind of told us anything is that things change very quickly. So just because Liverpool didn't want to pay £54 million on Werner Uh, a month or so ago, I think it was. doesn't necessarily mean they're not in the market to do any business at all this summer. Um, We also don't know what the structure of that Werner release clause was if they wanted a kind of 54 million lump sum up front, in which case you could definitely see why Liverpool didn't want to do it. It could be that Thiago, it's 30 million or 35 million euros, but that could be in kind of instalments, maybe 10 million a year or something like that, which may sort of be a bit more attractive to Liverpool. Um, And I think as well... (laughs) we shouldn't overlook how good a player he is. I think you could make a case for the last, I think you said about his titles there, but you could probably say for the last seven or eight years, he's been in the top five to 10 midfielders in the world, definitely. Um, And the chance to sign someone like that for kind of that fee, I know these are mad times and money's an issue, but 30 million, if you could get him for sort of two or three seasons and the idea of him sort of, yeah, drifting around behind Salah, Firmino and Mane, um, is a tantalising one and you can, I know it's a cliche phrase, but you you can almost never have too many kind of world-class players uh, in your squad. And Liverpool haven't been in a position where someone like Thiago would want to come to them uh, in the past. So again, in terms of competition as well, um, for places in the team, having someone like him there who is kind of experienced, he's been at the top level, won trophies consistently. Um, If Liverpool are looking to kind of cement their place as kind of title challenges for not just obviously this season, but the next two or three years. Um, If there's a way you could structure the money uh, in a way which makes sense, um, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility.
1: Yeah, Theo, did Jurgen Klopp maybe also drop a very, very subtle hint? I might be reading far too much into this. Ahead of the game with Aston Villa, when he was asked about giving young players a chance, he said to the reporters that you wouldn't ask Frank Lampard this, you wouldn't ask Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or Pep Guardiola. But because we've won the league now, there's an expectancy we'll give kids a go when the youngsters have to earn their place. And we could throw around as many stats as we want, but those immeasurables of someone like Thiago having been at Barcelona, having been at Bayern Munich, been right at the top of the game, if the likes of Milner, Lallana, of course, moving on, there does need to be an experienced guy who can set the standards for the likes of Curtis Jones. Because whilst we expect him to break through next season, he's not going to all of a sudden go from playing, what, two Premier League games to 20 in the, the space of 12 months, is he?
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, I think 12 months ago, um, we we're in a similar situation with Ryan Brewster, thinking, well, he's going to get more game time. And it just didn't happen for him going on loan to Swansea. Uh, we've seen in the past when Liverpool signed Gary McAllister, how good that was for Stephen Gerrard having that experienced quality player alongside you, not just for the game time um, experience to like ease them through matches, I suppose, but just to train with them every day. And with Thiago, um, it would be a player, I'm sure that many of the Liverpool younger players would be like, wow, or watching him train because he would bring that quality level. Uh, Curtis Jones, there are high hopes for him in particular. You do want to see him get that game time, get those opportunities. Uh, there is a feeling that he is almost there he has been on the verge. He's looked very good in the FA Cup this season, but he hasn't quite got the opportunities in the Premier League, whereas Jurgen Klopp's turned to Nico Williams in the last couple of games. Um, so it's one of those where it's harder to give players that opportunity in midfield just because it's where games are won and lost. You're more likely to see a fullback thrown in where you've got your yeah, experienced centre-backs alongside time. you've got experienced midfield ahead of him. Um, if you can bring in those senior options to get more out of him, it's great. And with Thiago, the age-wise there, He's, he's slowing down as Curtis Jones is getting closer to be able to make more of a presence on this team. Um, all the reports are saying that Curtis Jones is seen as that replacement for Adam Lalana. You think, well, how much has Lalana really played this season? It's what, 10, 15 games? Quite easily see Jer- uh, Curtis Jones fulfilling that role. But then it's that longer-term feel of who would you rather be giving these options to It's pretty much why Lalana hasn't been in the matchday squads this season since the restart because you want to turn to the youngsters to give them those minutes rather than the player you know is going to move on in a couple of weeks, a couple of months' time.
1: Yeah, final point on the, the style of play as well, Joel. I don't think we would have seen a player like Thiago being linked maybe as heavily with Jurgen Klopp's side when he first came in at Liverpool, but I suppose it, indicative of the way in which... The side and the style of play has changed that looking to bring in a a playmaker is probably the next step now for this team of course having had Coutinho for so long and then moved away from that the uh, creativity from the fullbacks an extra guy in midfield who can who can unpick things would would go down well
2: Potentially, yeah Um, I think the really interesting thing kind of throughout Klopp's time is that the amount of players he's bought in a certain mould, or what people perceive him to be, and then they've been a completely different player in Liverpool's system. So you look at someone like Wayne Alden is the prime example, was kind of a goal scoring number ten who arrived in the box for Newcastle, and then has become this sort of controlling metronome kind of deeper lying midfielder for Liverpool. Lallana again was more of an attacking midfielder, has been kind of dropped back deeper under Klopp, um, and there's loads of other examples. I think wouldn't necessarily have said that Fabinho was all along a kind of archetypal Klopp-type player, um, and it took him a while, obviously, to learn that number six role, um, and since he's kind of come in on a full-time basis, he's by and large been fantastic there, so I definitely think there is scope for Thiago to have a role on that side, even though his kind of skill set is quite different to what Liverpool have. I think it's interesting you mentioned Coutinho there, I think in terms of the kind of the close control and the agility and the dribbling style, I think was. There's some parallels there with Coutinho. Um, I think just to go back to the point Theo was making about Jones as well, which is interesting. I think a lot of the young players who've come through at Liverpool and actually made an impact haven't necessarily started out in a position that is their long-term role. So you look at Gerard as the obvious one. He started kind of at right back and right midfield at times before moving into the middle. Um, Trent obviously was a midfielder in the academy and he got his breakthrough at right back in, in the first team and we don't know whether he'll move kind of into midfield at some point in the years ahead. I think with Jones, if you look at where he's most likely to get chances, I do wonder whether he's probably more suited a little bit to playing on the left-hand side as a sort of cutting in field Mane understudy because that's the one position Liverpool don't really have anyone really who plays on the left in the squad at the moment. Um, and I, f- I think I'm right in saying he's played there a lot um, for the under-23s this season and scored a lot of goals coming in off the left-hand side. So that might not necessarily be... Curtis's long-term position, I think he probably is more suited to playing in central midfield. But in terms of actually making a tangible impact for Liverpool next season and beyond, um, I think maybe sort of that inside left role is probably a better opportunity for him, uh, in which case, again, Thiago wouldn't necessarily be blocking his path uh, if that were to be the case.
1: Yeah, no, insightful stuff and great to uh, talk through it all with you guys. Nice to have some uh, transfer rumours to be talking about. Keep across the Liverpool Echo website with all the latest developments on there. And also check out liverpool.com. Joel's written a very, very good piece on Thiago and where he could potentially fit in under Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool. But from us here on the agenda on the Blood Red channel, from myself, Guy Clark, and from the two guys with me, thanks for your time and company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to The Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.